0: You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Portia, Arkansas. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. We appreciate you being here. You look good, got a great looking crowd. Thank you, singers and musicians. And uh, I'll tell you, they do a great, great job. Amen. Outstanding job. You're blessed to have what we have. Right. Amen. And I believe that they are second to none. And that's uh, just a, truly, truly a blessing. I want you to grab your Bibles this morning while you're standing. We're not going to leave you standing long. I want you to open up to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 7. My heart is heavy this morning because there's still people out there that need the Lord. People need the Lord. I want to deal with some few things that maybe is a misconception in society today, I don't know, but we're we're going to look at it and and look at just a simple text, a simple subject this morning. Read with me chapter number 7 of Matthew, verses number 13. We're going to read all the way down to verse number 14. It says, enter ye in at the straight gate. Now this is Jesus talking here. The words of Christ. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Now this is shocking here. And many there be which go in thereat. That's shocking. Now you think of that. Many there be that go in thereat. Verse number 14 says, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Few there be that find it. I want to use for a subject this morning that I want on your heart. Simple title. Two Roads. Two roads. Would you bow your heads and your hearts? Pray with me. Pray for me today. Father, again, we love you. And we thank you, God, for your wonderful presence that we feel in your house. I thank you, Lord, for everyone that is here. I thank you, God, for those that are watching live today. And, God, as we come to the part, Lord, as we present your word, we present your truth, we know that it will not and it cannot return void as it continues to go forth. And I ask you, God, to fill me with your spirit today. I ask you, God, to, exam- to uh, allow each and every one of us to examine our hearts today, O oh Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would convict each and every heart that don't know you today. Tap them on the shoulder. That they would know, that, Lord, that they would have a relationship with you before this day is over with. I we'll give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, the sum of what I have to say today is that in life there are only two roads. There's, there's only two. Only two. That's not hard to count. It's not hard to count, and they don't really leave a whole lot of options. But there's only two roads. One road is one that leads to eternal life, and there's one road that leads to eternal torment and these verses are offensive to a morally sick society for they declare one hopeless unless one is truly born again and you must be born again if heaven's going to be your home you must be born again you must be born again and and, and again this This is something, this subject is something that is is such a narrow, slim subject that we really, there's not a lot of option, again, when you have two roads to choose from. but, But the sad part about it is, this is something that is not popular in the church world today. But I'm here to tell you today, it is my heart to see everyone in this community that can and wants to know Jesus as their personal Savior, to hear the true gospel of Christ and Him crucified. It is in my heart to know, to tell each and every one that I possibly can, that He still loves you, and it doesn't matter where you are at, how far in sin you have went, Jesus can pick you up, set you up on a rock, clean you up, and change your life even today. Amen. It's so important that we understand that he wants to have a relationship with each and every one. Mankind was birthed from the loins of a sinful nature. Separated from God. This we learn from the first story of the first family. Adam and Eve in the garden. They had everything handed to them. They resided. They walked in the presence of God Twenty four seven they needed nothing all they had to do was depend upon God and 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 all they had to do was to obey God and we know the story how that how God told them you can have anything that you want in this garden except do not touch the tree of knowledge of good and evil and we know how the serpent began to beguile and deceive Eve and she partook and then give it to Adam Adam, Adam wasn't even deceived. He just didn't believe. Handed it to him. And from that point on, curse put upon the whole nation of mankind, the whole uh, entirety of of humanity because of the sin, because of the rebellion and the disbelief, the unbelief of the first family that contaminated the entirety of a human race with a nature to sin that give us a consciousness of sin and what sin is. And sin is what is the reason and what is the wrong in our world, in our nation today. It is the reason that we deal with sickness and heartache and heartbreaking, and, and it's the reason that we deal with the violence and everything that goes on in our communities and in the the surrounding states around us it's the reason that we have a twisted government it's the reason of man's inhumanity to mankind it's all because it's summed up to one thing to one event and that is sin that entered into the heart of man at the garden of Eden at the beginning of time Paul says that all have sinned and i don't know if you realize it or not but the word all it means all what a big word all have sinned and come short of the glory of god now sin in that verse right there it means to miss to it means to miss the mark in the in the greek definition and paul is referring to the the greek athletes as they would aim for a target sometimes they would completely miss the target They would completely miss the target. Whatever, if they were throwing axes or knives or whatever they did at that time as a type of their game and uh, entertainment that they did. But they would miss the mark. And you know what? The human race has missed the mark when it comes to a life lived for the glory of God. Now I want you to think about this. Is the way that I live, is it a, a life that is bringing glory and honor to God? Think about that a minute. That's a question for you and your, you yourself. Is the way that I live, is it a life that is glorifying God? And if not, you know what? It might be a good time for us to check the road map. To see if we're on the right road or not. Pick up your Bible and to see whether or not we are on the right road. Let me get to my verses this morning. Verse number 13. It says enter you in at the straight gate. The entrance into the kingdom is declared the narrow gate of conversion which is the acceptance of Jesus Christ as God our Savior. In other words, to enter means the process of conversion. It must take place in order to be saved. The straight gate is the door who is Jesus. And my goodness, it is heartbreaking that these scriptures tell us that few take the opportunity to pass through the narrow straight gate that leads to life. Now think of that. Think of that. It breaks my heart to understand that few there be that find it. And I want you to understand this morning. True Christianity, which in essence is not a religion. It is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Christianity is a one-on-one, daily, personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ that is not religion it cannot be religion religion they tell me I've not got to see it yet but in the old in some of the original Webster dictionary you look up the word religion and you will find the definition of bondage of bondage that is not Christianity but true Christianity as, as a whole is not a wagon wheel with different spokes all leading to the same hub. That's right. There isn't but one way and one gate and that is Jesus Christ and what he did for you up on the cross. There is not several ways that leads to the center of a hub. There is, I don't care what religion it is. If it, I want to know who you say Jesus is. Because if, if you get that wrong, I don't care what you got right. But Jesus is the only way. He is the only way that you can make it and to have an eternal life in a place called heaven. One road, one way, one man And that is Jesus Christ Amen. For wide is the gate And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction There are many and various religions in the world Which are false They lead to eternal hellfire. Not a term you hear much in behind the pulpit nowadays It is For those that go the broad way, which are evil ways, this way is very enticing, and this way is very alluring. A lot of false religions out there. We've said it so many times before, that if you want a religion to suit your fancy, to fit your lifestyle, that way nothing in your lifestyle has to change. You can find that today in America. You can find that today in America. If you, if you don't want nothing in your life to change and you don't really want to have to ever deal with sin in your life, you can find that way in America. But let me tell you something. That is the wrong road. That's right. It is the wrong road. He said, And many there be which go in their at Tragically many, if not most of these people, that the scripture is talking about here that enter in the broadway the wide gate tragically many of these people they thought they were saved they thought that they were ready to meet god that they were prepared to meet god and they entered into the wide gate that lead to destruction Which that tells us that they were not saved. Church, there's nothing in the world worse than a false way of salvation. There's nothing in the world worse than that. Don't forget that the scripture says that there's many, many there be which go in thereat. Now I want to get your attention this morning. I want to bring out three good things about hell. Three good things about hell And I want you to listen to me for a moment The first thing that I want to bring out about hell that is good Is you don't have to go there (laughs) You don't have to go there You don't have to spend eternity in hell You don't have to spend eternity in torment In a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth Where the worm dieth not and you know, it's, this may come as a shock to some, but do you know that God will not, He will not send anybody to hell? He don't send anybody to hell. Did you know that God loves you so much that He allows you to choose what road you want to take to eternity? He, he allows you to choose what road you want to take to eternity. That's amazing. God loves you that much. Anyone that spends eternity in a lake of fire is because they chose that road. God did not put them on that road. They chose that road. I remember one time that I heard a man say, he 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 said he, he was uh, he said I don't I don't fire I don't fire nobody that comes to work for me. I don't believe in firing anybody. When they start for me, they say, I tell them, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to show up at this time. I'm going to pay you this much. And uh, and this right here is what's expected of you. And any time that you fail to do any of the things that I have just listed off, you've just fired yourself. In other words, you don't want it. You don't want the job. you don't You don't want any part of it. You just fired yourself. He said, I don't fire anybody. But God don't send anybody to hell. People go there because they choose to go that road. You need to realize today that God, it's not God's will. It is not God's will for any to perish. But for all to come to repentance. For all to come to repentance. Let me show you, tell you something else that God did. I want them to bring up Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. This is something that God did. God did this right here. But God commended His love toward us. That's amazing. He loved me in that while I was yet a sinner, He already made provisions for Christ to die for us. That's what God did about showing you what road to take in life. He doesn't. He allows you to choose. See, it's not. It, it's, it wasn't. It wouldn't be true love if God went against. Uh, um. Uh, if if God went against our own ability, or and, and made us choose which road to take. That's not true love. That is not true love. But God allows us to choose. But He, you know what, no one can do anything about our eternal eternal situation more than what God could. Nobody has done and invested any more in your eternal life than what God has done in sending Jesus Christ to die for you. To pay a debt that you owed, a debt that you could not pay, but Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all He loves you today It doesn't matter what you've done It doesn't matter what you haven't done Jesus loves you today My goodness Facebook He loves you today You're not too far out God loves you and He will save you today Thank you Lord The second thing Good thing About hell The road to hell Is paved with good intentions Think of that. The road to hell is paved with good intention. One statistic that Pastor brought out a couple of weeks ago was the fact that 70% of society believe they're going to heaven because of what they do. In other words... I'm not a bad person, I'm a good person I do good things for people I don't hurt nobody And God's going to be proud of me And God's going to let me go to heaven That's 70% of the mentality of people in the society That we live in today Let me tell you something that, A lot of that is the I brought you back to the garden a few minutes ago About the knowledge of good and evil A lot of that is the good side of the tree a lot of that is the deceiving of the good side of the tree. Thinking that my good deeds and my good my, my good efforts and everything that I do that God will not send me to hell because, well, I don't deserve to go to hell because I'm a good person. Never giving salvation a second thought. The road to heaven, it cannot be labored for. It cannot be bought and it cannot be merited. Already, it's already been paid for, and, and, and let me tell you something. We make this statement so many times. It has nothing to do with. It has uh, making it to heaven, and your eternal situation is not about what you do, but it is everything about what you believe. Right. Then, on the flip side of this one, is talking about the road to hell being paved with good intentions. Do you realize how good, and I'm like Brother Junior, I don't like to give him credit, but you realize how good the devil is at convincing people that they have a more convenient time to get saved? Yeah. They they got a more convenient time to get saved. You don't got to worry about it today. He wants you to wait till it tomorrow. Because if he can talk you out of it today, he'll talk you out of it tomorrow. But the road to hell, again, is paved with good intentions. And, and those good intentions are marked, are, 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 are full of people that that they, uh, they, they know what they need to do. But yet they, they're allowing the devil to convince them that there is a better, better time. And, and if yes, you know what, if there was a better time to get saved, I would have to say that that better time would have been yesterday. Right. It would have been yesterday. Too many people have a misconception of life. And eternity, life is but a vapor. Every breath that we take is a gift from God. And and you know what? I, I have seen more in, in in. I guess it's just really hit home to me more, and my eyes have been opened up to the to to the the actions and the response of people. And I, I will never forget. I will never forget. And I, I know what it's like to stand at a funeral of somebody that. You know a close friend And you wonder Did they make it? You wonder Did they make it? Dear friend of mine that I loved him dearly I do I'd go down and go to church with him some Fellowship with him great brother in the Lord begin to slip out. the world began to pull him out. He began to hang out with some the wrong crowds on the Saturday night and next thing you know well uh, well it was all right for him to take a little social drink here and there. And then that moved into the thing to where it began to literally consume his life. Alcohol consumed his life. And I would call him and I talked talk to him. We, we didn't talk as much as we did. We found that there was, we didn't have as much to talk about. But I still loved him. And when I would call him, I would. I would never hang the phone up and say, man, I just want you to know. I love you. And I want you to think about something. We don't got much longer. You need to get your house in order, bud. And he would just practically break down and cry. He said, I know. I know. Got to call yours." I guess it's been over a year ago now. Got a, it has been over a year ago now. got a call. He slipped out of eternity with a heart attack. And when I, I went to that visitation and i broken hearted by, and I don't mean to just bore you with stories, but broken hearted by the reactions of people standing there and there was such a crowd. He was a good man. Good man. Loved him. A lot of people loved him. People standing out the door. I stood in line for over an hour just to get up to say hi to his wife and his children. But I got up and I was one person next. It was One more person between me and the viewing. I didn't know this person from Adam. Never seen this person before. Matter of fact, I didn't know anybody there but him, him and his family. And the guy turned at me, and he looked at me, and he said, I'll tell you what they ought to do. They ought to get a six-pack and put it right in there with him. And I said, sir, shame on you. Shame on you. I didn't know him. And he looked at me, and he says, well, what? And I said, I can tell by your reaction. I really don't got much to explain to you. You know. But people have a misconception of life. People have a misconception of eternity, of what, what lies ahead. And it's, so, and it's time that people's eyes are open, that the truth goes forth, that they understand that there is a heaven to gain and there is a hell to shun. I know this is somewhat different. I know it's old-fashioned, but it's it's important that you and I in the society, that we realize and we understand that. And maybe you're here today. I hope that you understand and you take a look at what road that you're on and make sure that you are on the right road today. Because there's not two. There's, There's not many. There's only two roads. There is only two roads. Every breath, life is but a vapor. Again, every breath is a gift from God. The third thing that I want to bring out good about hell. There are a lot of good people in hell. A lot of good people. Broadgate is crowded with those that have life all figured out so they think. They got their career. They got their social circle. They got their hobbies. They got everything figured out for themselves, the things that they like and the things that they want. But yet they lacketh one thing, Tristan. They don't know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. My, my, my. What a sad situation. Life for them has so much going on that they won't make room for Jesus. Therefore, when their time comes, they stand before God and they will come up short because they have missed the mark. They have missed the mark. Let's look at verse number 14. Matthew chapter seven, verse number 14. Because I believe that every contrite heart desires to be among the few. Every contrite heart desires to be among the few, because straight is the gate. Again, the requirements are greater than what most are willing to accept. You see, there has to be a well, there must be a self-denial. And here's where a lot of people, a lot of people, turn from this narrow way and this narrow gate is because they're not willing to lay down their sin and their lifestyle to follow this way because the thing about it is to go through this narrow way, to go through the straight gate, you cannot carry your sin with you. You can't carry it with you. It's very important that we understand that That Jesus is there to change us, and 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 the moment that we say yes to Jesus, there are to be an about face, a complete one hundred and eighty from one road to the other, from one road to the other. It's not about what you give up, but it's about everything that you're going to gain. It's about everything that you're going to gain. This road, again, is the right road. It's the only way. Jesus is the way. He's the door. I want them to bring up John chapter 14 and verse number 6. So familiar a scripture, and we can all probably quote it, but I want to to bring something out here. John 14 and 6 says this, That Jesus saith unto them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, what I want you to understand is the word way here. Let me teach a minute. The word way here in the Greek has two uses, two usage. It, it is used in two different ways here. The literal, it's used in a literal way and also a metaphorical way. In other words, as a as a symbol. It is used to speak of a road and also to a method or manner of accomplishing something. And what here's what I want you to understand. This way or these uses here that the word way is talking about, in other words, the method and the manner of accomplishing something, these are so closely intertwined that they cannot be disassociated. Now, I've said that to say this. The road leading to a certain place is also the method of getting there. Are you with me? The the definition way has two uses: the literal and metaphorical. So, in other words, it's talking about a the way is talking about a road leading to a certain place, and it is also the method of getting there. And what I want you to know is that Jesus is literally the road which a sinner must take, or he or for he to she to reach heaven, and he is also the method by where each and every one of us is saved. He's not just the way, but He is the method for you to be saved and to make eternal he- heaven your eternal home. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to. He is the way, the only way, the one road, and it's always been that way. Even in the Old Testament, that was that, it was that way. And I want to look at. Uh, I want to look at another scripture, Hebrews chapter number ten. Something that Paul does a lot. When he is trying to convince the people that he writes to in the book of Hebrews, he's actually writing to the Jews. So something that he does is he always tries to take them back to their own law and give them a little taste of their own medicine to prove a point that bring out in the New Testament. So he, he leaves them with the choice that you want to, to, to accept this. You, if, you, if you don't accept this, then you, you've got to throw away all of your law and your prophets. Because this is what they pointed to. So here's what he does. Verses number Hebrew 19 and 20, he says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Verse 20. By a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Now, here's what Paul is trying to bring out to them. He's showing them again the Old Testament uh, typology and trying to prove them that Jesus is the only way. Again, the word way in here, the definition for way. It shows us the road which is the method again whereby one reaches heaven. Now the word new is something that is very interesting. The word new is from a word which is used in the Greek of a translation of an Old Testament word that refers to the slaying of sacrificial animals. The slaying of sacrificial animals. And when used in the Greek, it means a freshly slain road this road is a fleshly slain road in other words the road or the path to the holy of holies which led to the mercy seat was sprinkled with the blood of sacrificial animals this is where the presence of God dwelt at that time and was where sin was dealt with that road was the top of another road this new this fleshly slain road was the top of another road which uh which was the actual and the living road which is the only and the effective way to god and that is what jesus did upon the cross of calvary That's right. amen this is a flesh freshly slain road that is sprinkled with blood that leads you right to the presence of God where you can dwell in the presence of God forever you can live a life that is glorifying God one that pleases God be in the right in the center of God's will every day of your life but you have to go the new and the living way you you must come by the way of the cross if you're going to make it down this road Only two roads Only two roads There's only two The road Jesus again He is not just the way But He is also the method By virtue of His blood poured out The new and the living way We must know Him We must know Him We must know Him. We must have a relationship with Him. You must be born again. You must be born again. My, you know what? The church needs to come back to simple born-again salvation messages and preaching for people to get saved and their heart be changed and turn to a life uh, pointing them toward Jesus Christ. That's what the church needs to get back to. The church needs to get back to simple salvation message. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the way. Faith worship center is not the way. I thank you for being here. I thank you for watching. But faith worship center is not the way. With everything within us, we're going to do one thing. Endeavor to do one thing. And that is to point you to the way. Some have made it harder. Some have made it harder. To become a member of their church Than what Jesus has to make it into heaven When you you load people down with law And legalism Church membership A certain baptismal formula When you load them down with You can't be a part unless you look like us You dress like us You go a certain day a certain time, you say a certain prayer. You do this. You do that. You go to a confession booth. You, hey, when we lock, when we lock people down to law and legalism like that, the only thing we're doing is pointing them down another road because that road is not the way that Jesus paved by His blood up on the cross. Jesus is the only way. He is the only way. There is no other option. Two roads. Two roads. There's not many. There's not many. There is two. There is two. Two roads. Mama. We live in a time to where people... So bound up with things and situations in life. And as we have said so many times before. Life will always turn you to something. It's going to turn you to something. Life has a way of getting our attention. None of us know what tomorrow holds. None of us know what lies ahead. Life will turn you to something. And it's important that we know and we understand what we're trusting in as a believer. And maybe somebody's here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Let me tell you something. Life's going to turn you to something. You need to turn to Jesus. Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that can help you. He can make the way where there seems to me not a way. He is the answer for everything in your life. And I want to say this too. I've said it so many times before. Everything in your life can be lined up and everything can be perfect. But if you don't know Jesus, nothing's right. be poor you can broke be broke sleeping in a ditch in a tent but if you know jesus <laughs> you got it all you got it all you got it all if we don't know jesus nothing's right in our life and it's so important that we realize that today i want you to stand across the feet or the jeff would you come Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you again for this wonderful opportunity that we have to, God, to be a part of this word. I ask you, God, to reach down. God, the Holy Spirit would reach down, walk the aisles this morning. God, that everybody right now, Lord, that our our lives would flash before our very eyes right now, Lord, that we would realize and look to see which road we are on. Which road are we on? God, your scripture is plain. God, these are not my words or anybody else's words. These are the words of your son. He gives us two roads, Lord. There's two roads. Two roads. God, I ask you to convict our hearts today. And we would ask the question what road are we on? What road are we on? God, for we need you. We need you today. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to look at something, look, think about something for a moment. What road are you on? What road are you on today? Do you know Jesus? Do you know him as your personal Savior? Do you have a relationship with him on a daily basis? Is he the one that you turn to when life throws you a curveball? Is he that friend to you that sticketh closer than a brother? What road are you on today? Again, I want to remind you of one more truth He loves you It doesn't matter who you are It doesn't matter what you've done Jesus loves you He loves you He desires to have that relationship with you He desires to walk with you He desires to talk with you To commune with you He desires you to have a life That is filled with the presence of God Every day Every day if you're here today and you don't know him, would you slip your hand up and write back down? Say, Pastor, pray for me. Yes, thank you, Lord, for these. Pray for me. Yes, sir. Thank you for these hands, Lord. What road are you on today? Are you on the right road? Are you on the right road? Do you know him? Do you know him? Thank you, Lord, for these. Thank you, Lord, for these. What road? What road? There's only two There's only two You see you might be thinking That your life is sitting at a crossroads But in essence there's really no crossroads You're either on one or the other If you're going down the wide road It's time to make an about face And turn And head to Jesus Head to Jesus Thank you Lord Thank you Lord What road are we on today If you're watching my Facebook today I hope that you're asking yourself What road are you on today What road are you on today I'm going to lead us in a sinner's prayer And I want everybody to say it together Pray it We'll leave nobody out But I want you to understand that If you say this And you mean it with all of your heart Jesus will take you put you on the right road he will put your life on the right road he desires to have that relationship with you he loves you today he loves you today shall we pray together everyone that would please heavenly father I'm sorry for the way that I've lived I'm sorry for the things that I've done God I'm on the wrong road I'm asking you to put me on the right road I believe that Jesus died for me I believe that his blood covered my sins I believe that he rose on the third day so that I can make heaven my home And I'm asking you right now to help me to live for you From this day forward, change me, mold me into the image of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Jeff, sing it. Sing this. I love this old chorus. Thank you, Lord. Where there's room Yes there is Mamma at the cross always room for you always room Thank you Lord Where there's room, there's room. at the cross If you were blessed by this message you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail Faith Worship Center PO box two nine six. Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you, and God bless you and your family.